The following podcast is a part of the Spin Studio Network. Welcome back to Flourish and Fulfilled. Now, over the weekend, I have just come off the back of the BOD retreat or the BOD weekend. Now, the BOD weekend, we first kind of started doing that in 2015 and our whole purpose of doing it was to make sure that women were able to understand the fundamentals of exercise and training, but from a place of scientific research and evidence-based information. And I just felt like back in 2015, there was so much misinformation getting around and there was never any financial gain for these weekends. It was simply that I wanted women to come together, make friends, get to know me a little bit better, but also be able to walk away with more knowledge than what they came with. And every single year we try and host these weekends. And I'm so, so grateful for all of the women and all of the support that we've been able to have over the years. Because 2022, we are still every year managing to be able to come together as a community. Now, this is the first retreat that we have done alongside or in collaboration with somebody previously. And uh, we've done this with Journey Retreats. Now, Journey Retreats is like a destination uh, health retreat company. And usually where they host these retreats is like Fiji or Bali or overseas and in these beautiful uh, tropical locations. And obviously because of all of the issues at the moment with traveling, in most cases, they're having to pull them back into Australia or limiting them. And they did such an amazing job of organizing all of the back-end logistics whilst there was so many additional things happening. So firstly, massive shout out to Journey Retreats for pulling off what was such a hard weekend during all of these turbulent times that we're currently living in. Now, today's episode, I kind of want to do like a recap of the weekend for those that weren't there, but also my favorite things about it, some of the common themes and patterns that I saw with the women over the weekend. And I guess just have a chat to you all as if you were here in the room with me right now. Now, this is the first episode back in the studio for 2022, and I'm so excited for this podcast and all the things I want to talk about and bring together. So the first thing that I do want to touch on is this weekend that we hosted wasn't all health and fitness. It started to incorporate a little bit more of that flourish and fulfilled element. So I know that so many of the girls that did come along were a bit hesitant about some of the topics and categories or sessions or workshops, whatever you want to call them, because of their titles. Now, one of those uh, key workshops that was so important for me was the Yoni mapping session. Now, it was so funny. I'm going to actually walk you through how the retreat went, where we hosted it and all that type of stuff. So the retreat itself was hosted at the Novotel in Twin Waters. So it's about 30 minutes out of Noosa and it's so, yeah, it reminds me a lot of Bali and it's so beautiful but a massive, massive resort. And we had our meet and greet at the start on the Thursday afternoon and then we went straight into breath work. And the reason being for that is I really felt like Nicola was going to be able to help women to uncover and take away that ego level, but also 
everybody to get to know each other on a deeper, more vulnerable um, understanding as well and understand that everybody is going through something. I feel like whenever we get, say, 100 women in a group together, everybody is like looking and comparing and thinking that they're the only one that feels like this or they're the only person that would understand what they're currently going through is. And that breathwork session, there was not one set of dry eyes in the whole room. Everybody was crying and everybody truly understood what it meant to be vulnerable and open and understand from that experience of everybody is here for a reason and everybody has their own shit that they're dealing with and no one has a perfect life. And so the reason that we did that first off straight into the BOD retreat weekend or the BOD, um, yeah, journey retreat slash the BOD was because I really felt like that would help women to come on in, open up, be vulnerable and be able to understand where, where other women were kind of coming from. Now, the next morning, we actually woke up at 3.30. Now, because of all of the logistic issues, we had to have separate groups. So I chose to do the hike that morning. So 3.30 a.m. hike. And this was so humbling and so rewarding as well because we got there and it was pitch black. And I have done quite a few hikes before, but in my mind – I just put my head down and I take every single step as it comes. So the way that we did it is with every single group, we had about two or three trainers uh, individually on every exercise or workshop. And that way it allowed my time to be split across the retreat, but also to make sure that we were in the groups and the restricted numbers that we needed to be, but also that everybody had the support of other trainers as well. And so it was decided upon when we got to the hike that I would go to the front and I would lead the front of the group. The other trainers were going to go in the middle and the back. And essentially we got to the top and it was beautiful and breathtaking and so rewarding. So we all sat down and we very quickly realized that there were so many different levels of fitness abilities and different journeys that women were on. And I think that was probably my most humbling take home for Saturday or for some of Saturday, because what it took someone 15 minutes to get to the top of the mountain took another person 45 minutes. And that feeling when they got to the top of, holy shit, I'm here and I achieved something I never thought I was going to be able to. And they had to stop and keep stopping. And they felt like they were never going to actually make it to the top. The moment of them getting to the top of the mountain and that feeling of self-satisfaction and accomplishment is second to none. And It was really, really, really humbling because I do feel that now that I have a customer service team in the BOD, there's a level of disconnect from those that are starting out in their journey and where I am 12 to 13 years later in my progress with the health and fitness industry as a whole. And it just reignited my love for helping women who were at the start of their journey again. And yeah, absolute hats off to Rach because throughout all of her tears, she got to the top of the mountain. She was crying. I was crying. We're all crying. And it was so beautiful. Now from there, what we did is we took it in turns and this was so funny, but we took it in turns of everybody saying something that we were grateful for. So I really want you to picture that we're at the top of this mountain in this beautiful lookout, right? 
And everybody's going around taking it in turns. So I'm super grateful for my health. I'm so grateful that we were able to travel and be here. I'm so grateful for my partner, the fact that he was able to take time off work so that he could look after our children, whatever it might have been, right? So imagine we're going around, we're going around. We get to the last girl and every single person looks at this chick, right, on the top of this mountain. Everyone's looking at her. And she goes, oh, I'm actually not part of the group. I just sat down with you and now I feel like I should be really grateful. So, and it was so funny. Like, honestly, I felt like I was going to wet my pants and um, her name was Grace, but it was probably the funniest moment from that whole hike. Now, going back down, it started to bucket down with rain. Me being an absolute diva, didn't want to get my blow dry wet because I knew that I had a whole day of workshops. So I thought I'd be a total hero and run down to the bottom of the mountain. Of course, slipped on my ass and fell about three metres down the mountain, but no one saw, so I quickly jumped up and that was fine. Getting back to the retreat, so everybody every morning had a different session or workshop. So we had our strength session and the gym at the resort is like a base military gym. It's like, it's all outdoors. You, you cannot be um, preppy in this gym. It is very, very grungy. It's very dirty. It's very rusty, but it's got all these rigs and all these racks for squatting and deadlifting. And um, that was one session. Then we had an aerobic session. So like a functional session. And then we had the hike. So those were the three workouts in the early mornings and they varied depending on what group you were actually in. So when we got back the second day, was the yoni mapping. Now, it was really funny when we were doing our like briefing with everybody because they're the boys, the owners of Journey Retreats is Christian and Ramsey or Michael. And they were doing the briefing with us. And Christian was saying, so tomorrow you guys are going in for a yoni mapping session. So we're going to sit that one out. Obviously, we're not going to be there. And I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No one is doing yoni mapping. No one's getting touched. And he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean? And the boys genuinely believed that all the girls were going to be in a room together fingering each other. Like that is what they thought was going to happen. And I was like, guys, number one, how did you think that was okay? Number two, that's not what's happening. And they were like, what do you mean? And I was like, it's education. This, you should definitely sit in on this. And they're like, oh, oh. In hindsight, they should have definitely sat in on this because that was so powerful. And I was only supposed to sit in on one session, but I felt like it would help women to be able to have those deeper conversations if I was in the room and they were able to feel more comfortable, especially given the fact I am very, very open about it and that I've had my personal experiences with Yoni mapping. So I actually stayed in every workshop for the Saturday and the conversations that we had were absolutely generationally shifting and powerful and I am so, so glad that we included those sessions and workshops into the retreat and the weekend and everybody's feedback was that either that session was the most powerful, the breathwork or the core values and I found that feedback really interesting based on the fact we were on a health and fitness retreat because it's slowly starting to shift and encompass having our mental health 
be so inclusive into all of our total health as an overall. And I find that is so, so important for everybody. Now, the conversations that we saw happening and the themes and the patterns were kind of heartbreaking, to be honest. There was a lot of women in these workshops that perhaps felt broken. And that was exactly the terminology and words that were used in every single session uh, across the board from different women. And that was really hard to hear because everyone's journey is different. And so we had, some women had had a hysterectomy. So they felt like perhaps they were broken because they no longer had the anatomy that Carlin was actually talking about or referring to. Some women felt broken because they can't actually orgasm. And that was a big part of them feeling vulnerable in their relationships that they didn't actually know what the issue was or whether it was them. Some women felt broken because they were so ashamed and there was so much stigma surrounding their natural body parts, pleasure, sex, anything to do with those words that they almost pulled out of the entire retreat based on the fact that there was so much shame and stigma even talking about it that they didn't know if they could bring themselves to sit in a room with a group of women and have these conversations which should be so normalised. Another common theme that we saw was that women are just not being there for each other enough and women are not having normal conversations enough. And so I'm so blessed and so grateful within my friendship circles and dynamics and my ability to be able to break down that stigma that there's nothing that my friends and I would not talk about and we regularly have these conversations on an ongoing daily basis, that it's no longer something that I would be ashamed to discuss or talk about or be like, oh, this is happening for me. Like, have you ever found that? Or it's just such a normal part of my friendship circles and something that I forget that some women don't have. And that is the beauty of going on a retreat in a in a space like this is that you actually meet so many like-minded women to continue having these conversations and to be able to actually normalize things. The other massive thing that did pop up during these workshops was us as mums and teaching kids to label their parts correctly. And it was quite funny. One of the ladies was saying that her daughter saw her husband naked for the first time and was like, why does daddy have a tail? And it's little things like that, that we so commonly forget that as a little girl, they may freak out at the sight of seeing a male naked and normalising that without it being a sexual thing. And there were so many take-home messages of that. The other biggest and probably most obvious part of this was that not one woman in the entire weekend could label every single part of their body correctly. Uh, I don't think anybody from the weekend knew that their cervix could actually stimulate an orgasm. I don't think they understood. There was so much. There was so, so, so many take-home messages. And again, hindsight is a beautiful thing and I wish we were able to record it and do a video or a YouTube channel or something on that workshop, but it was 
huge. And I'm telling you, these are the conversations that really need to be had because the take home messages from that day was so, so massive. And yes, exercise and nutrition are so important, but adding that element in and being able to have these conversations as well as mental health are huge and game changing. So from there, we went and had dinner and had a bit of a downtime because that was an entire day workshop. And remembering we woke up at like 3.30 as well. The next day was my day. And I definitely was having a bit of a freak out in regards to presenting face-to-face and having people around again for the first time in what has been maybe two years of disrupted face-to-face events or live events or mingling with people. (laughs) And it's funny because we've become so much more introverted, if that's even possible, because of what's been happening in the world. And so I definitely was freaking out, but nowhere near to the level that I normally would. And by the time we got to my day, I had seen all these beautiful women in their most vulnerable states during breath work and then been able to get to know them further with our sex education and understanding what they may feel internally and what their issues may be within their relationships and getting to know women so much deeper and so much faster. And it's kind of like that big brother experience that when you're placed together for a longer period of time or an intense period of time, your connection deepens so much quicker and so much faster than what it would be if you perhaps got to know each other once a week for six months. And that was so powerful. I actually had one lady who lives remote and she travels 66 kilometers every morning to watch my stories. And I was just blown away that somebody would have or that I would have that impact on somebody's life that that's what they would do and have that form of dedication and it was so amazing and yeah absolute shout out to Shady Jane because that's absolute dedication and she's a total gun and yeah everybody was but it's yeah the deeper connections that I got to know people on a deeper level. So core values and goal setting masterclass was essentially the topic or title for my day. Given we had to present in groups or smaller groups, I wanted to, and me being so ad hoc, and I I knew the women by this stage, I wanted to ensure that they walked away with the right knowledge that they actually were craving and that they didn't come into this and then were like, cool, I've got a running goal of 10 kilometres for the year, when they actually wanted to know deeper in regards to what their core values may be because they keep self-sabotaging. So start of every group, I literally went around and I was like, what do you want to learn? And again, the exact same common themes kept coming up for every single group. And it was really interesting to see that so many women have been negatively affected in regards to the lockdowns. And I think that was the saddest thing that I did see is the amount of social anxiety of even being in a room with some women for even having to speak or get to know women or putting themselves out there to make friends, feeling like they perhaps weren't worthy of connection was a very, very high percentage of the women that did attend. The other thing that I found fascinating was my passion for core values. We had an hour and a half per group And I think I ran three and a half hours over. 
and I didn't stop talking for the entire session. And I had quite a few different girls and women with different uh, presenting problems or things they wanted to work through. And I don't even feel bad about it, but every single one was in tears for the entire session because they uncovered something about themselves that they didn't know. They also understood a little bit deeper in regards to why they are the way they are, um, in regards to their value systems, in regards to our filtering process. So I think that's a really beautiful understanding of how our brain actually absorbs information. So it's, it's all about projection. And this is kind of how I started the core values workshop is that I, I sat them down and I explained there's three different ways in which our brain processes information, right? So we either delete the information, we distort the information, or we generalize the information. And that is all based on our internal representation, which is then in turn our behaviors. And the example that I found really, really helpful is Let's say I went to the deli and I got a coffee takeaway from a lady called Jane, right? And I knew her name was Jane because it was on her name badge. Do I care? No. What does my brain do? It deletes that information because if I was to hold on to that, I would have so much information in my brain that I wouldn't even be able to string a sentence together because I wouldn't be able to process it, right? So we've deleted and then what Jane does is she hands me her coffee, but she's very grumpy when she doesn't. And I'm like, oh my goodness, Jane hates me. She must hate me because of my hair. Oh my goodness, my hair's so frizzy. It's all me. I can't believe that. What have I done? I've distorted the information. Jane handed me that coffee because Jane's stressed because her kids are at home sick and she's trying to get the shift done quick and she wants to get home. Nothing to do with me. And then... Because Jane has been really rushed with me and I've taken that as a negative approach, I feel like everyone hates me. So I walk away from getting my takeaway coffee and I feel like everybody hates me. My hair's ugly and it's so humid and I'm a crap person and this, this, this and this, right? And so I've generalised. And that right there is a very simple way of being able to see how our brain actually processes and filters the information based on our own internal representation. And this is why when I talk about projection and somebody else saying horrible things to us or perhaps telling us something that's actually not that nice, it is all an internal projection of what they're currently going through and nothing to do with us. And so that is how I opened the core value session. And I said, if, you sit up, if I'm sitting up here and I say something that triggers you, that is so good because you're actually becoming aware of your unconscious patterning and your unconscious internal representation so that you can then change that because all of our behaviors stem from our deep core values, right? Now, I don't want to go too deep into that, but essentially it was like an aha moment. Everybody was like, holy shit. Everything that we process in our brain is because of who we are internally, not anyone else. And the moment that you realize that every single bit of information that we actually process, we determine how we want that to be, how we want to see people, how we want to actually filter information, the world is our oyster. We take back the power to our lives. And that's really, really, really deep, powerful stuff. So, 
straight after that core value session and I think it went for it so by that stage I think it was like five and a half hours of me just talking straight and because I could literally talk forever we I wanted it to be interactive I wanted women to be able to just have that conversation with me and be like this is happening for me what should I do this is happening for me and I didn't want to rush them but I knew that we had to get through all the groups that it was essentially like five and a half hours of me talking and so we worked out our core values we restructured them, we elicited them, and then we did them together. And then from there, we worked out the number one goal within that category of what they were working through. And then everybody got a flourish and fulfilled journal that they're able to take home and then work through the steps that I kind of um, spoke about and taught in that core values masterclass. And that was so beautiful and so powerful. And then after walking out of that going down to the pool and seeing so many women with their journals, being able to actually have a cry with everyone else, work through what they're currently going through and be able to take back the power. The other massive theme that I did see within that was so many women that were in attendance were mums and they felt like they lost themselves entirely after becoming a mum. They were such and such's wife. They were XYZ's mum. They were such and such's boss. But very rarely were they, I'm trying to come up with a name of nobody that was actually at the retreat, but let's say rarely were they Sophie. Really great example there. Great job, Soph. Um, Rarely were they known as Sophie. They were such and such's partner. They were Kyan Ryder and Ibinari's mum. They were never identified as them. The other massive thing that I did notice was when I asked what their hobbies were, what their loves were, what were they most uh, excited about? They couldn't even tell me because they had lost themselves so much in doing everything for everybody else that they didn't actually know what they truly wanted. And then from there, I kind of explained in regards to the whole manifestation challenge that we run. And it was, I, I literally do those 10 days to teach women to spend one hour a day working on their life instead of letting their life just control them. It is nothing else to it other than if you spend an hour on your life working towards something, it will happen because you can't work on your life if you're not actually dedicating any of your time to working on it. So that's a massive, massive, powerful take home. From there, I was absolutely cooked on Saturday. I had spoken for five and a half hours and I was just that, oh my goodness. I had so many um, stories, I guess. Uh, And the most powerful thing that I find in regards to NLP versus psychology is with psychology, we relive our traumas. We talk about it over and over. And with NLP, it doesn't matter the context or the story we actually go deeper and go to the underlying root cause of before the event happened and the emotional attachment or the emotional tie that we have to that story and the content is not relevant. So if I have a client in NLP that's wanting to tell me their story, I actually ethically stop them and then we continue on the session. However, in a group scenario, when everybody's wanting to tell their story and feel like they're heard, there's a lot of content that you are absorbing. And I'm very um, empathetic and I, I do feel a lot of emotion. So I went to my room and I had a bit of a nap after that session. On Saturday night, we, a lot of the trainers and I caught up and just went over everything. And 
I think that was so powerful to be able to see so many different trainers come together from a whole bunch of different states, whole bunch of different fitness backgrounds and uh, different journeys and stages within their own careers, business, and also fitness as well, come together to be able to share what their highlights were for the weekend. And that was really, really, really amazing. Sunday morning, we finished off with, depending on what people were doing, the hike, the strength session, and then the aerobic session. Actually, I forgot a massive, massive key factor here. Saturday night, we decided to run a 1000 rep challenge. Now it was 35 degrees, humidity, at least 90, like so hot, so, so hot. And we partnered people up. And I love this when you get a group together and you watch everyone be like, will you be my partner? Will you be my partner? Yeah, okay, you're my partner. And everyone chooses their safety and their security, right? And I was like, "Mm, you're not going to love me now. And we were like, guys, we're going to choose your partners because it's a partner challenge. And we want you guys to really push each other and work together to be able to finish this thousand rep challenge. You don't need to do equal reps, but you do need to work together as a team to be able to complete the thousand reps. And it was about an hour and 45 minutes, the workout. It was huge, a big, big, big session. We chose uh, people that were typically stronger in fitness levels um, and that way we could see where people would struggle. And I went around and I knew that there was a lot of women in the core values uh, workshop who had a lot of negative self-talk that came up when they were working out. Now, the other thing that we did discuss in that session was in regards to goal setting. You're always wanting to work towards a goal, not away from or have a negative driver or a negative motivator for your goals. Now, a really good point to make here is let's say you're wanting to lose weight as your goal and your motivation is always stemming from a negative driver of not wanting to be overweight, not wanting to be unhealthy, not wanting to feel unworthy. And it's all these negative away from drivers and motivators that are trying to get you to get to your goal. Now, what happens is that if we remove all of these limiting beliefs of your negative drivers or negative motivators, is that if that is the only way that you are able to seek motivation towards your goal, you will always create a nightmare or an issue or something to motivate you and kickstart you to move you towards your goal. And the issue that we have with that is that what happens if life's going great for us and we're no longer motivated or we just don't really care, we self-sabotage and then it doesn't happen. So what I'm wanting to see here is a toward goal. So if you're wanting to lose weight, think about ways in which you can motivate yourself as a toward. So I want to lose weight because I want to feel the best I possibly can, or I want to play with my kids, or I want my skin health to be better, or my gut health to be better, towards goals always. And noticing when I was doing the workshop with a lot of the women, it was very much the fact that majority of where these goals were coming from were negative drivers or negative motivators. And so what I said to them is, if you don't know where your motivation comes from, do a hard workout. And in those last few reps, those last few minutes, however long you're doing that workout for, notice what's happening in your mind. So as we were doing this thousand rep challenge, I'm going around and I'm like, what's happening for you? What are you saying to yourself? 
And if they were like, I can't do this, I was like, no, 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 you can do this. This is what you're going to do. This is how you're going to feel. So as we were doing that, we were incorporating all of these mindset components throughout the weekend to be able to get them the best possible results in all areas of their life, right? So it was not just about smashing them and getting them through the thousand rep challenge. It was also working out and uncovering what their negative self-talk patterns or motivators may actually be and shifting that. So huge, huge thing that we did there with the thousand rep challenge. Sunday morning was our final day of the BOD retreat. And that's when we decided whether you were doing the hike, the strength session or the aerobic session, everybody was so sore. There was quite a few girls that were like, I can't do anymore. Um, And everybody caught up before we left uh, for the weekend. And having everybody have such beautiful feedback. It was so beautiful. And knowing that Journey Retreats run these retreats so regularly and have so many different groups come through and having nothing but beautiful feedback in relation to all of the girls and guests that we had is such a inspiring thing for me to have as our community. And I'm so proud of the bod and flourish and fulfilled community that we do have, because if somebody asks a question, there's generally a whole rally of women around to be able to help and support and motivate. And there is never any judgment and it comes from such a beautiful place. And that was really, really important to me. And I'm so, so grateful. And having that feedback passed on to me, I just really wanted to reiterate that again to my audience that I'm so blessed with the women that do follow and the amount of support and encouragement that everybody provides, no matter where you're at in your journey. And that's, yeah, that's just absolutely huge. And I'm so, so, so grateful. Now, whilst I was taking, I wouldn't say a break because I definitely do not feel like the Christmas period was a break, um, time off podcasting and stuff, there's been so much requests and so many beautiful messages and feedback and um, topics and suggestions and people being like, we miss you, come back. And that's so incredible and so overwhelming as well. And reading the reviews, even when I wasn't recording, having people still listen to the episodes. And that's so, so, so amazing too. So thank you guys for everybody. Um, It means a lot when you do leave a review and I read every single one. So what I wanted to do today is be able to give back to you all as well within the BOD community, but also for Flourish and Fulfilled. And if you weren't able to make the BOD weekend I want to ensure that you are able to learn something and if you're not already, join our Facebook groups because there's so many beautiful women in there that are always able to give back and um, yeah, there's, there's so much support that we can give you from a free environment if you weren't able to attend. Now, I recorded a mini nutrition online course where I essentially talk you through and walk you through everything to do with flexible dieting, how to track your macros. And it's usually um, available to purchase on the BOD website. But for the entire month of February, what we'll do is if you spend over $49.95 on the BOD, uh, you'll access the mini course entirely free, but you have to use the code free nutrition. So that is just a little give back to you guys. You'll have lifetime access to be able to follow along on that. And there is so much information on that. So you will have lifetime access so that you can log back on at any stage throughout your whole fitness journey. Um, The offer does end on the 28th of February though. So don't forget. And the code again is free nutrition. As always, as well, if you're not already on the BOD app, it's seven days free in the app store too. 
Now, I do just want to ask one little favour before I do end today's episode. If the BOD retreat or the BOD weekend is of interest to you, please let me know in the Facebook group because we have to decide whether we do one again this year or we wait until our annual one next year. Obviously, with all the restrictions, last year's one couldn't go ahead, so it was pushed back to this year. So we could still technically call the next one the BOD 2022. Um, So please let me know if that is of interest to you as well. And if you did attend the BOD retreat, as always, send me a feedback. I can't wait to hear it. Uh, Now, if you guys want to get involved within the podcast, as always, I'm going to provide you with a caller hotline. Happy to take requests, happy to take questions, feedback, anything at all. It's 07-56-49-6851. And as I mentioned before, please jump into the Facebook groups and on Instagram as well so that we can continue the conversation. And I will chat to you all next week.